Welcome back to the final part of this week's Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Now, in a few minutes' time, John Fardy will be here with Screen Time. John, what's on the show this week? Thanks, Jessica. Well, this week on the show, I'm talking to the director of the wildly popular and indeed successful teenage sex comedy, Sex Education. Its creator is Laurie Nunn. I'm also talking to Craig Gillespie, the director of the movie I, Tonya, about his new GameStop movie, Dumb Money. And on top of all that... A new movie starring Richard E. Grant and Ireland's own Daryl McCormack, The Lesson. I chat to its director, Alice Troughton. All on screen time after six. Thank you, Jessica. Great stuff. All of that is coming up in just a few minutes' time here on News Talk. But I want to give you another chance to win a 55-inch TV from Telefunken. It's the N19. Last week's winner was Brian McGuinness, who identified correctly the Succession theme tune. But if you want to join that winner's list and get your hands on a stunning frameless 4K UHD LED display, simply tell me the name of the TV show that had this as its theme tune. I can't do this all on my own. No, I know. Superman. I'm no Superman. Text the word TV plus your name and answer to 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. I'll announce the winner on next week's show. You can get more information on the TV on telefunkenelectronics.ie. I'm sure you're aware. The National Ploughing Championships took place earlier this week. It was a very rainy, very muddy affair from what I saw online. But News Talk reporter Eva Kearns was there and she caught up with Peter Hendrick from National Broadband Ireland. This year versus last year, we've got a significant uh, update in terms of the programme. We've got over 60% of the entire country where we're actually building network and passing homes. We've almost 200,000 homes that are available to get connected to the National Broadband Network and we've over 50,000 homes connected. So the programme really is moving at pace now and what what we're able to show now is that we are going to deliver this project, this massive infrastructure project, under the time that we had originally envisaged and bring it back in under seven years. I was actually looking at um, the website there on Monday uh, because I did a piece on Lunchtime Live. Um, I searched a few locations, one being we're at my own house in Munkine, which is 18 kilometres from Waterford. That's fibre connected, all done. Uh, Another one was in Roscommon, I think uh, between December 2025 and 2026. And the last one was in Santry in Dublin. Uh, No plans at the moment. In terms of the locations that don't have any plans uh, for the fibre expansion, is it until essentially the first step is completed that they'll have to wait or what is the kind of story there? Well, I suppose there's a number of steps. The first step is that we survey. We survey the network and the infrastructure that's out across the country. and We're working across every single county. So we've almost 2,000 people spread across the entire country. So after we do the survey and the design, we start doing the build activity. And then once the build is complete, we're able to connect. So on average across the entire country, we've over 30% of those homes, those 560,000 homes, farms and businesses can actually avail of the services today. So those locations you've talked about, really, it doesn't matter where you are, we're building at a, at, at a similar scale across every single county. Yeah, and I suppose, what about the locations that there are in plans at the moment? So, uh, we know to date under the National Broadband Plan, we do specifically say when you will be available to get connected, whether that's in 24, today already, 24, 25 or 26. We already say that today. If there's homes that say there's no availability, it means that they're not under the National Broadband Plan. So it's only if you're not in the National Broadband Plan, you wouldn't have some date. The state, the date on some of those later, later uh, premises might be 2026. But as I said, we're starting to see those homes come back in earlier in the programme yeah. because we're operating at scale now. So why aren't, say, the likes of Santry or areas like that that would be kind of in the 
broader Dublin region? Why aren't they included in it? Because the, the definition of, uh, I suppose, the, nat- or the purpose of the National Broadband Plan was to resolve what was called the digital divide a number of years ago. 30 megabits was seen as the threshold, and the National Broadband Plan is to bring future-proofed fibre infrastructure for those homes who have less than 30 megabits. So if there was a home today that has greater than 30 megabits per second, it's not in the National Broadband Plan. Now, there is other commercial operators rolling out fibre in those more urban areas, including Air, Syro and Virgin Media. So those homes should see fibre broadband come to them. If I look at the objective... But they won't be under the National Broadband, they, so they'd have to check specific providers. Correct. And, and I suppose if I look at the, the I suppose government policy or ambition is to follow the European Gigabit Society plan, which is that every home uh, would have access to gigabit connectivity, so more than 1,000 megabits, by, the, by 2030. Now, under the National Broadband Plan, our areas will get there by 2026, and based on the department's engagement or the Department of Communications' engagement with commercial operators, they believe a lot of the commercial operators will get there by 2028. So Ireland as a whole will get there faster than many other countries across Europe. Obviously, your job is to get these areas ready for fibre. Um, and then is it kind of up to the commercial entities when it comes to pricing or who is offering for fibre and who isn't? Yeah, so we, we, offer, we offer, I suppose, a, a flat rate price to all the retailers, regardless the retail operators, and, they, and they're everybody from the Vodafone's area, Skies, to more regional operators like Aptus or, or Ripplecom or, or, or more, more rural, I suppose, providers. It doesn't matter about the, the, the price. Our price is, is, is a flat rate price for, for all of those retail providers. And then what they do is they offer their broadband service, their voice service, their TV service on top. So our, our, the customers that connect to the National Broadband Network have real choice in terms of products and services that those retail operators provide. When you started rolling this out and surveying areas, do you think that we were in a kind of a different space in some ways, as in nowadays there are more and more people remote working? It doesn't matter if you're in Longford or if you're in Dublin, but has have a lot of things changed since then? I, I think probably, we all know this, COVID made a, made a massive change. Everybody had to move to that hybrid or remote environment so effectively the applications and tools that enable people to be efficient and effective uh, uh, were were accelerated the challenge was in a lot of cases they didn't have good and good reliable broadband the national broadband plan solves that once and for all so I I think how how companies operate in terms of hybrid working or remote working certainly the national broadband plan will facilitate that for it forever do you think those areas that don't fall under your remit um, that at one point were operating me- uh, 30 megabits per second, will that will they be maybe looked at in the aftermath of this plan being completed? I, I, so, so the Department of Communications are constantly engaging with commercial operators to understand where their network uh, uh, upgrades and evolution uh, uh, planning is happening. So I do think there's if, if there's homes that are going to be left behind, there will obviously be a plan to bring everybody to a gigabit per second. Ours is to address the, the the worst affected that there is no commercial uh, operator going to build in those areas. So I do, I do believe maybe by 26 that the, there will be an assessment of all of those homes. So I think with confidence, certainly the minister has come out and said that all of these homes are going to have gigabit connectivity by 2028. I don't want this to be all negative either. Um, I'd like to hear about the areas in which this has been installed and the impact it has had. And you mentioned there, obviously, farms and rural areas and the growing need for this sort of infrastructure. I suppose, what has the feedback been and how have you gotten any feedback here at the National National Ploughing Championships? Uh, it's been massive. I mean, over the last, probably over the last year, uh, we, we, we've we've another 100,000 homes passed. We hit 50,000 homes connected. Uh, today, today at the National Ploughing Championships, we're talking about 6,000 farms that are connected and another 10,000 that are available to order. 
we've seen it firsthand, the impact it has on people's lives, where they only had one or two megabits per second, how transformational it is, particularly from a farming perspective, in terms of the tools and applications they can use. Um, it's, it it is really, really has been transformational. And it's not, a, it's not a, a plaster or a short-term fix. This is really enabling future generations to be able to live and work in remote environments. And I suppose that that's, that's changed a significant uh, view or perspective of people. And, and, and once this project is finished, I mean, we'll finish the deployment of the network by 2026. For generations, they're going to see the benefit of this infrastructure. It's like rural electrification was. In rural electrification, the only purpose people thought it was for was to, was to put a, a light on in, in the homes back in the, in the 50s and 60s. Now you think about all the applications that are used in terms of the use of electricity, the same here is, is, is happening around broadband. Yeah. But this is definitely future-proofed and here forever. And I was actually just about to say that. Do you think that internet has become the same as any other utility that is essential to people, like water, electricity or whatever those new innovations were 60-odd years ago? Yeah, we're certainly seeing it. Huh? We're seeing that people, particularly anybody who's building a new home, and, and where there isn't infrastructure available. Electricity is always available there, and broadband has always been a hindsight. Now broadband is as important as getting connected to a water supply or to electricity supply, and we see that's going to be absolutely here forever. Um, and I think the applications and the use of technology over broadband certainly is going to make sure that, that it'll always be needed as a utility technology. And obviously you said about the rural areas, do you think that even the need for it is even more given we had a pandemic and there have since been a lot of people maybe that moved home or decided to settle down at home because they have the option to work hybrid, work remotely, etc.? Well, I was talking to a, a lady and her daughter uh, an hour ago here, here at our stand in the planning championship and her daughter's just come back from Canada. She lived in Toronto where she had real high-speed broadband and the challenge that they have is that, that we're going to be passing their home by October of next year. Now, because we're ahead of plan, we believe we're going to be earlier than October and they've said this is going to be transformational to the way they live and, and they see they have other children that are living abroad and actually they'd love to come back and live where they grew up but connectivity is the, is the real issue in terms of being able to live in, in rural parts of Ireland. And this wasn't that rural, it's only out near Bolting Glass. So it's not very rural in terms of distance to the likes of Dublin. But having that infrastructure means that they can, they can work hybrid. They can be in Dublin or working wherever, wherever their office or company is based and working remote whenever that uh, need arises. And if there is a person listening that really wants to get this and really wants fibre and they're not included, what can they or should they do? So the best thing to go to do is go to our website, nbi.ie, and you'll have the option of putting in your air code. When you put in your air code, you'll see whether you're in the National Broadband Plan or not, and the time, if you're in, the time of which we'll be passing and the service will be available. If you're already available to place an order, you can actually look at all the retail operators, the 62 retail operators, where you can look at the products and prices they're offering and get connected onto the network. Yeah, that's Peter Hendrick of National Broadband Ireland speaking to our reporter Aoife Kearns at the National Ploughing Championships. And... I mean, it's always great to hear the progress is being made, but if you're in that intervention area waiting until 2028, um, it's going to be a long few years. Let me know uh, if you are in that area. I want to go out and about around the country and see the reality of broadband for so many people in 2023 and what you're having to wait with 
until 2028. Uh, email me techtalk at newstalk.com. But that's it from me this week. Uh, if you missed any of the show, you can listen back in full on the Newstalk app powered by GoLoud. I'll be back with Shane and Kira on Monday's Newstalk Breakfast. But in the meantime, have a great weekend.